the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Good evening and welcome to tonight's Andrea K Show. It is Tuesday, Taco Tuesday. I hate it when I'm having a reasonably good hair day and I end up having to wear the big earmuffs headphones because I left my earbuds at home. Hey, glad to have you guys join me as usual. We are streaming live on Facebook right now on my Andrea K page. We're going to share it over to the Answer San Diego page tonight because I failed to bring the right iPad in with me as well as my earbuds. But hey, we're still streaming on Facebook and we are always on the answer San Diego.com as well as FM 96.1 on AM 1170 and all the other apps the way the kids listen. Follow me on Twitter at Andrea K Show for the time being. And I, I commitment to myself, memo to me, start using Parlor. Our friend Brian Maloney had a good advice when he said we've got to get away from big tech. And even though Parler may not be as fun to use, more and more people are actually moving over there, and we need to do that as well. Hey, great show for you guys tonight. Fan favorite is back with me in a little bit. Wayne Allen, Root, Root for America. He's the guy who always introduces President Trump when President Trump visits Las Vegas. And boy, does he have a lot on his mind to share with us tonight. So I'm excited to have Wayne Allen Root with us after the first break. Oh, man, I don't even know. I got to bring in my, my guy here because Cocaine Mitch today did what I expected him to do but that didn't mean that it didn't make me want to jab myself in the eyeball with a pen to ease the pain I was really angry because there's more every minute of the day we have more evidence of fraud going on and it's like it's like both parties especially the Republican Party Pulling a Baghdad Bob on us. They're, 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 no, it's even worse than Baghdad Bob because there's so many of you right now that may not listening, may not even recognize the reference. What Mitch McConnell did today was the equivalent of the CNN reporter or MSNB, MSNBC reporter standing in front of a burning building and talking about how it's a peaceful protest going on. That's what Mitch McConnell did today when he announced and congratulated, we now have a president-elect and a vice president-elect. It's like he was standing in front of a burning building and talking about how there were peaceful protests. And let me tell you, Mitch, I don't care what you said. He, he, he supposedly, reportedly, ended his silence today. Well, why was he silent? Why has he been silent instead of going before the American people as every piece of fraud was being exposed? He should have been speaking out against it as the leader of the Republican Party, Senate Majority Leader. And instead, he was behind the scenes telling other Republicans that they needed to keep their mouth shut because they needed to preserve the party. That's all he cares about is the party, the institution, the Republican Party. I've been saying this for a while, and it's really important because I've taken some heat from the fact that I've been critical of the Republican Party. 
But my man can attest to this. Have I not been right on every piece of analysis that I've said so far? Of course, I'm bringing in my buddy, DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. Did not come this far to overcome this much and fight this hard, only to surrender our country back to the depraved Washington swamp. Pick that one out, especially for you, Mitch. And yeah, you know what? That's why a third party eventually, I think, is going to be the alternative we're going to have to face. And if there's anybody that can lead that movement, I think it's going to be President Trump. The Republican Party, I, I'm after this is done, I am probably going to re-register, as I told you, as an independent. Not because I want to, but because the Republican Party has left me. It has been decades now of being told we have to hold our nose. We've just got to, if we can just give them this piece of the House, piece they'll of do Congress, they'll do this for us. And oh, now we don't have this piece and they'll do this. And well, you know, we can't have Trump in the White House without having both houses of Congress. So you got to hold your nose. We got to get Mitch McConnell reelected and all the rhinos. And here we are with 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 no. Are we really any better off? If we don't have Trump in the White House, absolutely not. In fact, all we have done with the Republican Party is on is is be in the slow. All they are is a speed bump towards Marx, Marxville, Marxism. And in fact, if if uh, I haven't had a chance to get into it, but Peter Schweitzer has an has an article out alleging that China used business deals to influence fam- the families of Mitch McConnell as well as Joe Biden. There's a reason why when this impeachment was going on that had to do with Joe Biden and Biden Inc., which was not just about Burisma, not just about Hunter Biden and Hunter Biden and his dad uh, getting him on the board of directors of Burisma, but it was also involving Joe Biden and, and his kid going over to China on Air Force Two and getting deals there. There's a reason why Mitch McConnell didn't want to, and the Republicans didn't want to go there. There's a reason why they covered up, they were okay to cover up the crimes of Hillary, Hillary Clinton. I said at the time, the reason why they don't want Hillary Clinton to go down and they don't want to set a precedent precedent for somebody at her level for being for being held responsible criminally and civilly for her crimes and her graft is because they don't want to be held accountable themselves. Oh, some of them will go down with her. Absolutely. We also find out today that Mitch McConnell. One of the reasons why Mitch McConnell said not a word about Dominion, not a word about the fraud is back going into 2017, I believe it was. Uh, no, no, 2017 or 2019, somewhere in the last couple of years, uh, about a week before he shut down two bills involving election security, he took money from Dominion. Took money from Dominion. Interesting. Machines. Some people are defending him and saying, oh, you know, um, the amount of money he got from Dominion wasn't enough for him to shuttle those election security bills. It just was a partisan takeover because it was at the time there were Democrats complaining about these software, these software packages and these machines out of concern for Russia. Um, well, he, it, that didn't mean that he, he couldn't do a security bill because it supposedly had anything to do with Russia. Are you kidding me? Like he shut down those election security bills out of protection for Trump. That's a bunch of crap. This is this President Trump revealed the American people elected an outsider back when they did, because we knew that it was too much of us versus them. But, man, did we have any idea how bad it was? Did you have any? Ideas? I had absolutely no idea. I think if I had to put a number on it, it's at least 50 to 100 times worse than I thought it could ever be. For Mitch McConnell to come out today and literally spit in the face of 74 million Trump supporters and supposedly behind the scenes have been telling telling Republicans, particularly senators, that they needed to keep their mouth shut. That they and a needed, lot of them have. Well, they uh, yeah, many of them have. Mo Brooks. 
Remember the last night we talked about the scenario, what will happen if we get there and if one person objects? Mo Brooks came out today and said after Mitch McConnell said what he did. Mitch McConnell said today, the electors have spoken. No, hundreds, Mitch McConnell, hundreds of American citizens across this country, some of them Democrats, signed their names to affidavits that put them under penalty of perjury in excruciating detail talking about the fraud that took place across this country, postal workers that were threatened by the FBI came forward as whistleblowers. Those are the voices that matter. We actually had Republican electors yesterday that were kept out of the Michigan State House who wanted to go and cast their votes for President Trump. And you spit in the face of every one of them. And then you got the gall, you Republicans, to say, you Georgia voters, come vote Republican on January 5th. How dare you? Mo Brooks came out today. And uh, he said he's from Alabama, and he said that it's exactly what you'd expect from Senator McConnell, uh, but he is not the key to this, the key to the American people. And he has said that he is planning to contest the electoral uh, college tallies on, uh, uh, that are on, on January 5th. Good for him. Yeah. So we have a few. We have a few Republicans that have a brain that actually care about uh, preserving what the Republican Party platform is supposed to be about. It's supposed to be about limited government. It's not supposed to be about doing deals with communist China, a communist regime to line your pockets. But you didn't negotiate with terrorists. Exactly. Uh, You know, it's, you know, the Republican Party has proven we have a uniparty system. Now, the the trick thing that we've got to talk about here uh, with Mitch, uh, with uh, Wayne Allen Root in a minute is both parties actually worked on the rules of of elections to make it really difficult for anybody. And they did it after Ross Perot to make it really difficult for there to be a true third party launch. But if anybody could do it, be President Trump. Oh, he could. He could slam dunk this thing if there was anybody that was going to do it. it. And it might end up being to the betterment of the American people if that were to happen, because Trump has been forced to as a Republican, to continue to deal with the Paul Ryans, the Mitch McConnells, the Mitt Romneys, the Senator uh, Thune or whatever he is out of South Dakota or whatever. He's uh, John Cornyn's from Texas. He's been forced to deal with these rhinos along the way as part of the, of the Republican Party. And and they um, we got a few things accomplished. But you look at Mitch McConnell. You look at what he did. We had Amy Coney Barrett. And by the way, I'm incredibly disappointed with these SCOTUS, nom- uh, these SCOTUS nominees. One of the reasons why, and I have said for a long time, we have got to stop going to these supposed Ivy League schools for these, quote, conservative conservative constitutionalists. Because Amy Coney Barrett and Gorsuch and Kavanaugh are about as conservative as, as you can get from these liberal institutions, but that doesn't make him true constitutional conservatives. Kind of like JFK would not be a Democrat today, right? So they they are really kind of Democrats compared to what a true conservative would be. But if you believe that they're actually hardcore conservative constitutionalists, they're only there because of Trump. Do you really believe that Mitch McConnell would have put forth any of these? Oh, hell no. Oh, no, he wouldn't. Of course not. No, they're in a fact, threat to his agenda. You look at every step along the way that Mitch McConnell has has betrayed these voters after Trump came along. When Brett Kavanaugh was dis- being destroyed personally and professionally, I didn't like him as a nominee. But Kamala Harris, Cory Booker, Dianne Feinstein, and others not only broke all kinds of ethics 
according to the senatorial rules along the way. But they actually reportedly committed a few crimes along the way as well. And when it was over, Mitch McConnell was specifically asked whether or not he was going to attempt to hold anybody responsible for that. And he said, no, you know, this is what we do. And when it's over, we'll all shake hands again and go back to normal. This is the problem that we have with the Republican Party. All they care about is business as usual, playing to the cameras, trying to pretend to the American people that they have a fight. They don't have any fight. Mitch McConnell would love nothing more. Don't don't be fooled by him. He would love nothing more than to go back to be the Senate minority leader so he can continue to collect his gravy, continue to have his wife, Elaine Chow, get some kind of big gig with the government, and they can all increase their bounty, increase their fat checkbooks, and continue to work on their corrupt graft deals as a uniparty system behind the backs and laugh at us little peasants along the way. We got to get our act together and we got to give this party an enema of every one of these rhinos. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring in Wayne Allen Root and get his opinion on this. So stay tuned for that. And 888-344-1170 if you want to weigh in. And I got a question for you guys. Are you going to take this vaccine? Gavin Newsom says that every Californian is going to need to take it. Oh, Chata Skins don't like the sound of that. Y'all come on back. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show, 888-344-1170. Super excited to have this next guest with me. Fan favorite. He's Wayne Allen Root of RootForAmerica.com. You can listen to Wayne. Every day from 3 to 6 p.m. Pacific time at at uh, usaradio.com. And you can also get his new book. It is called Trump Rules. And I am super excited to have him back with me. Wayne Allen Root, welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Hey, Andrea, how are you? And Trump does rule. But, you know, you'll be fine. You'll, you'll really laugh at this. The book isn't about politics. And it's got nothing to do with whether Trump wins or loses this election, whether he's got a chance to overturn it. We'll talk about all that tonight, but it's got nothing to do with any of that. It's got to do with the fact that I've been studying Trump for 41 years. I'm 59 years old, and when I was 18 years old, a freshman at Columbia, he was building the first new major hotel in New York City in decades, and I said, this guy is a superstar. He was about 15 years older than me, so he was 33, and I was 18, and I said, I want to be just like Trump, and so I've studied him for 41 years, and I've followed him, and I've replicated him, and I've modeled him, and it changed my life. I'm an average blue-collar nobody. I'm a SOB, son of a butcher, and there's no way I could have achieved the things I've done in my life. I was a self-made millionaire by the time I was 29. I bought a house on the beach in Malibu at the age of 29. I bought a mansion in Malibu at the age of 34. The media called me the king of Vegas sports gambling. I became the youngest TV host in America. I became one of the youngest political candidates in New York State history. I've written 14 books. This is my 14th, and quite a few of them were national bestsellers. This one, Trump Rules, has been number one in 12 categories at Amazon over the last six weeks. And I've, hit, I've produced three hit reality TV shows. My hero was Bill O'Reilly. Next thing you know, I got a hit show on Newsmax TV, and Bill O'Reilly was on the show with me twice a week. My hero was Jimmy the Greek, and I wound up on CNBC with my own show with Jimmy the Greek at the age of 26 years old. And I just announced to the whole world, one of my heroes, Pete Rose, I just signed him 
to be uh, the spokesman for my national sports gaming company. And TV ads started rolling out last weekend, or this past weekend, I should say, all over the United States on stations like ESPN with me and Pete Rose. I mean, in my lifetime, I've been on TV with Jimmy the Greek, Bill O'Reilly, Pete Rose. It's an amazing life. I've led a fairy tale life. It's all because of the Trump rules. And I prove anybody can do it. They don't work for billionaires. They work for anyone. Any nobody can turn themselves into a somebody. And, and you know, certainly they can expand their income and they can build new businesses and they can make something out of nothing if we're in lockdown. This book will change your life in a positive direction with the rules of Trump and the rules of root. Trump rules at Amazon or Barnes and Noble. All right. You are the best self-promoter I've ever known in my entire life, man. And I come from corporate America where I worked with absolutely the best of the best. And well, so you are absolutely, you're, you, <laughs> you're right. How is it this man? So we got to shift, we got to shift back to the election of what's going on. And I'm glad you've written this book because it, it's a reminder of how this man who, yeah, he, he had his dad's help initially, but you know, most people have a little bit of help from family along the way. I mean, in many ways, he was a blue collar guy himself in terms of the fact that he cut his teeth on a construction site. This was a man who, who spent his life around hard hats and, and had dirt under his fingernails for, you know, for, for most of his life. There was never any, any, ever, ever, ever any allegation of him being racist, being homophobic, mean, being misogynistic. This man hired uh, the first put the first women on construction sites. Uh, he got the NAACP award. He was ab- incredibly successful, which well, meant let, that- let me give you one more. You know, I'm Jewish. Yeah. And Donald Trump went down to Palm Beach and, and literally built Mar-a-Lago. I mean, it was there, but he turned it into a club. It was it was owned by Marjorie Post and it was mm-hmm. an estate for one rich woman. He turned it into a country club and a golf course nearby, all of them with the intent of allowing Jews to finally have a place to join in Palm Beach. There had never been Jews allowed at any club or any golf course club or any country club in Palm Beach, and Donald Trump changed all that. The guy is amazing, and of course you see that again with what he's done for Israel. He loves the Jewish people, and he's been good to the Jewish people. How do they respond to that? They vote for Joe Biden, a half-dead, you know, half-brain-dead zombie, feeble, dementia, doesn't know what he's doing or saying, and, and the first thing he does is goes to campaign in Georgia after he's supposedly president-elect, we shall see, but he goes to campaign in Georgia for this guy Warlock, who loves the Muslim uh, care organization, and he loves uh, 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 what was that, Reverend, whatever his name was, right. Farrakhan, Farrakhan yeah, and his Muslim organization. He's an anti Semite. They Jews, right? And so this guy endorses anti Semites, Joe Biden, but claims he's moderate. And Trump loves the Jewish people, and Jews vote Democrat. I'm Jewish, so I could say that without being attacked, right? He's being anti Semitic. The Jewish people spit in his face after he did everything for them for four years. Everything. He is the greatest guy in the world. And one more thing about the media they paint anybody. Andrea, the way they want to paint them, right? Yeah. So there's two ways of looking at everything, right? So you could say, what a sore loser. Wow, Trump needs to concede. Wow, he's ruining America. He's ruining democracy. The fact that he's fighting and calling it a stolen election shows what a terrible person he is. I thought what makes America great, you know, is that you fight to the end. You never give up. Think of the Alamo. You know, think of Custer's last stand. While he was getting shot with, uh, with arrows, Custer was still shooting everyone he could. That's America. That's the great American people. We fight to the very bitter end. We never, ever give up. What Trump's doing is not negative. It's positive. Why do you want him to give up? I don't want anyone to give up. I want to keep fighting and fighting relentlessly. Trump is unstoppable. He is relentless. 
Elvis, that is a positive trait that will make you rich in life beyond your wildest dreams. Because I know he taught it to me. I'm relentless. That's my number one thing in life is I'm relentless. I never, ever, ever, ever give up. And I don't care what the critics think of me. And I learned both of those from Donald Trump. Well, I tell you, relentless is the number one word that's been most used to describe me. Uh, in my life is that I'm relentless. And it's one of the reasons why one of my nicknames is the bulldog, because they say when Andrea mm-hmm. sinks her teeth into a leg, you can't shake me off. Um, <laughs> but speaking good. of spit, speaking, and we're talking to Wayne Allen Root, uh, author of many books, his latest is Trump Rules. And you guys need to get it because it's, we need reminders of the greatness of this man and uh, ways that you can apply it to your own life. Speaking of spitting in somebody's face, speaking of the favors that he's done, President Trump, just not only did he win on a landslide, but he ushered in a red wave across this country. He brought more minorities he, uh, to vote for him than, has, than we've seen from a Republican president since 1960. He brought more women in. He, he brought Democrats. 70, he increased his voter, uh, his voter turnout by 20%. No incumbent has done that. And how does the Republican Party think of him today? Wayne Allen Root, we got Mitch McConnell, cocaine Mitch coming out today, <laughs> talking about pre- uh, President-elect Joe Biden. He's been threatening other senators across the way to keep their mouths shut. We know the fraud that took place at Antrim with these Dominion machines. We know the fraud that took place all across this country. We know what took place in Nevada. I knew it as it was going down because I had a friend of mine working the polls texting me all day every day. This going on over here in Nevada. It's absolutely insane. And what, and what we got, we got cocaine Mitch standing in front of a burning building saying these are peaceful protests. I think you shouldn't call him Cocaine Mitch anymore. You should call him China Mitch, because that's the problem. We're all bribed. The entire Democrat Party and the entire leadership of the Rhino Republican Party is bribed by communist China. Yeah. They're all owned by China. They make billions and millions with China. And so it was Peter Schweitzer, another great author, by the way, and he's been on my show several times. And Peter Schweitzer has written several books on, on the fraud and the, the incredible corruption going on in the United States Congress. And he always lists Mitch McConnell's family. Mitch's family has made literally hundreds of millions in bed with the Chinese. And they're not just Chinese, they're communist Chinese. So there's no question about it, folks, that Mitch McConnell is biased. All these people are. They're glad if Trump leaves, because when Trump leaves, they can go on and be as corrupt as they want to be. Just like Hunter Biden, just like Joe Biden, just like Hillary Clinton. And I guarantee you, just like Barack Obama, he's got all these people. I'm sure Obama has hundreds of millions in bribes in a Swiss bank account or a Cayman or a Belize bank account. These guys are all dirty, and they make money off selling out the United States of America. And the only guy who didn't do it is Trump. And you remember Saul Alinsky, right? Rules for radicals. The number one rule is look in the mirror, whatever you see, blame the other guy. Whatever you do, (laughs) blame the other guy. And that's what they're doing. They're the corrupt ones, but they blame Trump for being corrupt. And they're the ones that are bribed, and they blame Trump for, you know, being in bed with uh, Putin. They're all in bed with communist China. It's unbelievable. what they, and, and, of course, they blame Trump for Russian collusion and stealing election, when, in fact, it is them that steal elections 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And, and, and they spent four years calling him names and saying that he stole the election. And then what did they do? They turned around and they stole the election. This is what they do. Whatever they look in the mirror and see themselves guilty of, they themselves that's what they're doing. They blame you. And so everything they've ever said about Trump is true of themselves. Now, what do we do? Because I got to look at this and I got to go, you know, 
uh, Ronald Reagan said, we don't need a third party. We need a reinvigorated Republican Party. We've been hearing that now for decades. We've been told to hold our nose. We've been told, well, you know, we need to we need to keep both, you know, houses of Congress. So we've got to support the incumbents. We don't you know, we don't need to primary them. We need Mitch McConnell. I'm looking at this and I'm going, uh, you know, now it's all Georgia, Georgia, Georgia. You know, while they've still got Dominion machines down there, still got all the same mechanisms of fraud down there. They're trying to beat up on the Georgia voters and try to shame them if they don't want to come out and vote for a party that's com- continued to betray them. At what point do we say, you know what, we're done with you, Republican Party. We're done. And we go third party. What do we do? Well, How I do we go forward? How do we preserve I MAGA? I don't know, Andrea, if that's the answer, because I already tried it. Do you remember I did that? Yeah. I was a lifelong Republican. And in 2008, I left the Republican Party because I was so disgusted at George W. Bush. Yeah. I started out his biggest fan. I fought for him twice. I was invited to the White House. I was at the White House. I had photos on my wall with me and Laura and George. Uh, I mean, I, I was the ultimate Republican. And I thought George Bush was a horrible president Ugh, in the end. Terrible. And I thought, you know, all the Bushes are horrible, right? Yeah. That's all they do is cause damage to the Republican name and the Republican Party. And so I left and I ran almost as a lark at the time because I was a Vegas, you know, famous Vegas gambler. And I, you know, you can't become a presidential candidate if you're a famous Vegas gambler. At least I thought so in 2008. Of course, Trump is basically a famous Atlantic City gambler guy. So he became president. So I ran for the libertarian presidential nomination almost as a joke and as a protest against the Republicans. And I, I came within a couple of votes of winning it all against the U.S. senator and the U.S. congressman. And then the congressman Bob. Barr, who led the impeachment of Clinton, oh, yeah. stood on the stage and said, ladies and gentlemen, I need to name my vice president now, and you've got to vote to vote yes or no, and I can't think of anyone that would be more perfect than Wayne Allen Root. What a job this guy did. He made me almost faint uh, from, from how hard he works, how relentless he is, and he called me up and put our arms to arm and our hands to hands, and we raised our hands in front of the crowd, and they voted for me as the VP nominee, and I made it to a presidential ticket, and I, and I spent the next few months campaigning on a presidential ticket, and on Fox News day and night with Neil Cavuto. So all I could tell you is I did it, and the Libertarian Party was a joke and an embarrassment and never had a chance to go anywhere. They didn't really want to win, and in the end they did so many things to self-sabotage themselves, and the three-party system doesn't work in America. It's only a two-party system. You have no chance ever as a third party, and and I just got the hell out of there and went back to my Republican Party, because there just is no choice. Third parties cannot win in the United States. Now, let me give you one exception. If Trump breaks away, and Trump forms a Trump party, and, and I think they would destroy both Republicans and Democrats. That's the only exception I can think of if there's a Trump party and he's got billions of dollars behind it. But remember something. He never spent billions on either of the two races he was in. No. He really spent very little of his own money, to be honest with you. If he would open his pocketbook and spend a billion dollars, I think as a third party he'd have a chance. But Trump doesn't like to spend Trump's money, you know? So I think he spent $50 million of his own money in the first race and probably zero in this race. So, you know, you're not getting Trump to open up his wallet. So I don't know. I don't think third parties work. Ross Perot didn't win one state, got 17% of the vote, but didn't win one state. And I think it's very tough to win a third-party candidate. We have to stay in the Republican Party and defeat it from within. I don't know any other way to do it. Well, I, I think that these are different times. I think the President Trump could do it, but I think here's why I think he wouldn't probably try. I think that the reason why he kept Bill Barr along as he did and when he uh, finally, you know, parted ways yesterday was complimentary is I think that he's he's trying to avoid his family being targeted for criminal persecution in the courts. And yeah, I think, well, he, and sure, I think if yeah. he tries to launch a third party, I think that he knows 
I, I, I still don't know that he can avoid it because the uh, U.S. attorney at the Southern District of New York has said it's her mission in life to take down President Trump and put him behind bars as well as his entire family. She's even targeted his grandchildren. Uh, but I think these, that these that might be the guess. People. Wrap us up, Wayne Allen. Root. How do you people. see this playing out? You, your analysis is spot on. You've written 14 books. You know everybody in the world, including President Trump. How do you see this playing out? Because I got to tell you, I know that there's a House, there's a, a senatorial oversight hearing tomorrow on the fraud. I don't have any confidence that the Republican Party is going to do anything to change the outcome of this when the electoral yeah. votes get opened on January 5th. Look, the fraud, the fraud, Andrea, is so over the top, it's hard to even explain in like a couple of sentences. It might take me like three hours on your show to explain all the levels of right. fraud in states like Nevada and Arizona and Georgia and Wisconsin and Michigan and Pennsylvania. It's unbelievable. But, you know, you know what the number one thing is? They stopped the counting. No one in history has ever stopped counting votes, you know, and then said, we'll pick it up in the morning. No one's ever done that. And by the way, that's got to be against the law. And then all of a sudden in the morning, they have the lead. Because they did start counting again when nobody was there to witness it. And they think that's fair and they think that we're supposed to believe that. That's like me watching a football game and I'm not, and literally my team loses by 10. But when I wake up tomorrow morning, I find out in the news they won by 10 because in the locker room after the game, they found an extra 10 points. Yeah. That's what just happened to us. Yeah. This is insanity that you would allow this. We're a banana republic. Yeah. And everybody is walking by on the left going, Oh, nothing happened. You people are all crazy. Well, the, the Republicans, too. So I don't, yeah, the Republicans, terrible. too. We'll see what happens we'll, in this hearing tomorrow and the pressure that it might put on the Republican Party to actually do something. But I it's, have very little hope that any of them will ever do anything. But I will say, because I wrote the book Trump Rules, and I've studied this guy my whole life, if there's anyone who was ever perfectly positioned and suited to overcome long odds and still find a way to win this thing, when all hope is gone and it looks like it's zero chance, it's Donald J. Trump. He's like... Like Houdini, and he always likes, for some reason, he's got a deep-seated need, Andrea, to, like, crash his plane into the ground, but then pull up at the last second before the crash, <laughs> when everyone thinks he's dead, and pull out of it up from the burning embers, and that, like a phoenix rising from the ashes. That's the story of his life. When you think he's out of it, he's not. So he's the one guy that still gives me a little bit of hope that he may come out of this as the next uh, re-elected president of the United States, but I'd say the odds are strongly against us, yes. and I'd be very surprised. He's the only one, but it's still possible. It's not zero. We're at like 10% at this point, and we're about to crash into the ground, and only one guy can save us, and the pilot's name is Donald J. Trump, so we shall see. That's why I wrote the book, Trump Rules. Well, Amazing guy. Amazing well, guy. Well, I can't wait to read it myself, and I thank you so much for being here. I know you just wrapped three hours of a show, and then you basically carried mine on your back, and man, I'm grateful <laughs> for you. You're amazing. Love you, Wayne Allen Root. Rootforamerica.com. Get his book, Trump Rules. Thank you for being here, my friend. Bye, Andrea. God Bye, bless. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a break. we come back. we got some of vaccine news to share with you guys. Some more election fraud information. we got breaking news on uh, some therapeutics uh, to treat coronavirus. So much to share with you guys, so don't go away. Want more Andrea Kay? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Guess what? Remember the America's Frontline Doctors that came and uh, and all talked to, particularly there was an African-American doctor from Texas that was there talking about hydroxychloroquine and how many lives oh, yeah. they had all saved. Yeah, there was a doctor out of New York 
that said that he had saved the lives of over a thousand patients using hydroxychloroquine with ZPAC and zinc. And almost immediately we had um, uh, Governor of Nevada um, outlawing the use of it. Uh, same thing, Governor DeWine in Ohio outlaws, outlawing the use of it in spite of the fact that you couldn't have gotten it if you had a, a lupus and it was a regular prescription because they were hoovering up the entire supply while they were outlawing the use of it. Um, they said initially Fauci said, well, you know, it, it's it's not good for your heart. And there there wasn't any anecdotal studies done. So then studies were done that proved the effectiveness of it. In March, as soon as Fauci came out against it, the American Medical Association uh, put out a prevention order uh, saying that doctors should not and could not prescribe. We actually had pharmacists that were threatened that if they fulfilled prescriptions, they would lose their pharmacy license. Well, guess what? The AMA has now rescinded the prevention order. How convenient. Gateway Pundit put out an article today saying how many people died because these soulless hacks wanted to hurt President Trump. One Yale epidemiology professor said that hydroxychloroquine could have saved 100,000 lives. We know that 40% of the people who died were seniors in nursing homes. And in New York City, they were intentionally sent, six seniors were sent from hospitals with an empty with an empty city, uh, uh, what's the so no reason to Central move. Park. No reason to move. They could have they could have either kept them in the hospital. If the hospitals were being overrun, there was a, a military ship offshore as well as the military set up a makeshift hospital in Central Park that sat empty. But no, they took those six seniors, did the same thing in various cities and states across the country, put them in nursing homes, and we had people die. Forty percent. How many of the rest of the people who died, the ones who actually died from COVID, because we also know that they were pumping up the numbers. How many who actually died of coronavirus could have been saved had they not been denied hydroxychloroquine? And when Fauci and others did studies, they used toxic dosages of it for their studies instead of, and didn't give it early enough, instead of using it according to the protocols that have been identified by the doctors that were saving lives. And then shamming the American people and saying it doesn't work. Absolutely. We had a doctor who was crying in front of a committee hearing last week saying, I'm tired of having people die from this, having their lungs blown out on ventilators when they were denied preventative therapeutics that should have been given early. There's blood on the hands of Fauci, Burks, and all these Democrat governors and and organizations like the AMA that all politicized this coronavirus, wanting to rack up the case counts and rack up the deaths for power. Gavin Newsom came out today. Remember his recent shutdowns, putting everybody into these color coded. It was supposed to be through December. He announced today. Oh, now it's through February. DJ Potato Skins. Yeah, now it's through February. Uh, our friend Katie Grimes at the Globe has an article out, and I don't have time to get into all the details on it. But he's now saying that it's got to continue because morgues are ordering more body bags because of the deadly virus. Meanwhile, as her article talks about, as she's talked to different um, hospitals and healthcare workers and doctors around the country, around the, the state, there's one hospital uh, chain that said that they that uh, only like a, a few of the people that are in the ICU have coronavirus. This is, this is, we're being lied to. She goes also into this article to talk about how the case count that they're inflating, here's how they're inflating it. This test that they're using, first of all, they're paying people to take the test, $30 at a pop, then this PCR test, what it does is it amplifies the load. So in order to find, they're not just out there doing a test to see who's got coronavirus. No, they're actually searching for it. And, and here's how they're doing it. 
they're doing a test that basically magnifies and magnifies and magnifies, like putting it under a magnifying glass to search and search and search and search to see the slightest tiny little bit of virus that might be inside somebody. Well, it's kind of like if you remember the old science classes where they would put a slide up and they would have to put a paperclip next to it because by the time they magnified an object, it made it seem larger than it actually was. And so they would put a paperclip next to it for scale. That's what they're doing here. They're going to people, they're testing people that have so little of it in their system that it's even inactive, and there's no way to tell with this test whether it's inactive or active. And they're magnifying it in order to find it and then acting as though it's an actual case of coronavirus. Do you follow what I'm saying that they're doing oh, with the it's amplification? Oh, very easy to follow, yeah. And then the plan is, as Katie Grimes was told, the plan is, this is all to inflate the case count. Then the plan is once they administer the vaccine, they'll ramp back down the amplification of it so that they can lower the case count. Hey, look, the vaccine works. Exactly. There's another story that came out today that there was a doctor on CNN that said, hey, don't be alarmed if the elderly uh, start dying after receiving the coronavirus Oh, you said this before the show. I lost my mind. Yeah. They didn't test the elderly when they were trying and testing out this vaccine. Didn't test the elderly. And the elderly is the main population. That gets they're the it. ones that are most at risk. They're the ones at the most at risk. And, they're, and their argument for it. So basically what they're doing is they're testing healthy people. They're testing healthy people. They're, gonna, they're testing healthy people and they're giving the vaccination to healthy people. And the Pfizer instead of the elderly because it hasn't been tested on the elderly. And then the defense for that is, you know, these elderly die in nursing homes every day anyway. So, you know, if they die from the coronavirus vaccination... Well, you know, then just chalk it up to them dying for old age. Well, wait a second. If then then the same argument could be said where we've shut down the entire country because we've got to stop the elderly from getting the coronavirus. Yet you're saying don't worry if they take the vaccination and die because they're old and going to die anyway. Really? So we're vaccinating healthy people. If we vaccinate the elderly people, they're going to die. And it doesn't matter if they die from it because they're going to die anyway. In which case, why are we doing this at all? Then we're vaccinating healthy people, even though the Pfizer CEO said, because you could be saying, well, we still need to vaccinate the healthy people out there um, against it so that they don't spread it to the elderly. But the CEO of Pfizer said, we didn't test it. We have uh, on spread. We don't have any way of knowing just because you've gotten the vaccination doesn't mean that you're not still going to spread it. So every bit of this is a ruse. You get the vaccination. I mean, you're being pumped with the coronavirus. So there's, you know, all kinds of things that can happen. It doesn't stop the spread. Elderly people are, are likely to die from it. And according to the, to the doctors, they were going to die anyway, which, which was part of my argument. Where there's actually fewer, fewer elderly dying from coronavirus uh, a- annually than the, than the annual pneumonia death rate. And all I can say about that is recallgavin2020.com. This every bit of this is about power and it's about control. If you're lining up to take this vaccination, I'm not going to tell you not to, but I'm going to tell you that I'm not. I'm not going to inject myself with coronavirus from a vaccination that was set up to change my DNA. I have a 99.6% chance of recovery, especially since I boost my immune system by taking balance in nature. Increases your chances of being healthy. Well, absolutely. Of course it does. The AMA now is is reversed in in the prevention order on hydroxychloroquine. At some point, they're going to start talking about boosting your immune system. They're not going to. They should have been doing that all along. They should have been doing it all along. They're not going to. They're not going to tell you to eat fruits and vegetables or take balance in nature. And by the way, there's no way I could eat 10 servings of 31 fruits and veggies a day. 
But the, but I boost my immune system. It doesn't mean I'm never going to catch a virus. But I can tell you that I'm healthier now than I've ever been in my life. And I'm not going to take this vaccination by any means. It's got a 94% supposed effective rate. My own immune system has a 99.6% prior to my taking the balance of nature. Why would I inject myself with this crap? Sorry to be so, I, should, I shouldn't be so, uh, so harsh when You're talking. You're being honest. I'm being honest. Take balance in nature for yourself. Eat right, exercise, get sleep, lay off the sweets, go to balanceinnature.com, use discount code HEALTH, 35% off free shipping right now. That's, it, it, you know, it's just absolutely insane. We're going to take a break. We come back. Speaking of insane, if you guys thought that a Joe Biden supposed win being selected by the media means that the cancel culture is going to end. Oh, no, it's never going to end. And we've got a story to share with you guys when we come back to prove it. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show in our cancer culture segment tonight. DJ Potato Skins has a story. I don't have the story in front of me, but you shared something with me the other day. And I, mm-hmm. you know, it's been talked about. It's been done with other sports teams. It did. Again, uh, you, you could see this coming. But starting next year, they're going to keep the name until they find a new one. But the Cleveland Indians are uh, no longer going to be the Cleveland Indians. They're going to be, I don't know, the Cleveland, you know, insert color here. Something so bland that it offends absolutely nobody, not even ants that walk by. Well, why? This is why it's so absurd. Why is, why is Indians offensive? What is wrong with that? I would it's be, one thing to I say would be Redskin. proud if I were a Native American. Well, the thing is, is that what is, what is, uh, there's nothing derogatory, nothing derogatory about, about, about the word all. Indian. No, it no it's, sense. it's one thing to say Redskins, you know, because, oh, that's some the color of somebody's skin, even though it was a- actually an Indian himself correct, correct. who, who um, actually. Um, was behind that, and uh, there was a specific family. I don't remember the but story. But Indian is a pretty generic term. It's, a, it's yeah, it's 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 a factual term. It's kind of like um, to use a tortured analogy. It's kind of like a term illegal alien. It's that's an actual term for an individual. It's not derogatory. It's a it's a it's a designation of somebody's status in this country. Just a, a Cleveland Indian, and you know what? Particularly when they're winning, what's wrong with that? Why? What's wrong with you having a name associated with a competitive team that's about winning? Because that's the again, goal of as the team. I said, if I were a Native American and I am not, I would be honored. Actually, it's irrational. This isn't about rationality. This is about control. This is the part of the cultural Marxist movement to destroy the fabric every of the nation. Aspect. Every aspect of it. It's about identity politics. It's about the same party that's telling you they want unity right now looks all day, every day for ways to divide us. That's ultimately what it's about. They and we want, don't. They want American Indians. This is a way of saying, hey, hey, American Indians, if you forgot today how much this country hated you and how much this country has persecuted you. Let's remind you. Look, yeah, let's remind you. It's all about spending, dedicating time and they in every aspect of our lives. There is no aspect of American life right now that has not been politicized by the left. And the Republican Party has ignored it. They have done nothing to push back against it. And that's why, with no pushback whatsoever... Uh, they've been allowed, the left has been allowed to get away with it. And so much of it is done with bullying. We say and, it every show, either stand up now or you're, you're not going to get that chance later. Absolutely. It's been death by a thousand cuts going on with no pushback whatsoever. And Trump was the only one 
that has pushed back for us, and now they're trying to push Amen. him out. All right, we love you guys so much. We'll be right back here tomorrow night on Hump Day, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Hope you have a great night. <laughs>